0: Okay, we're back uh, now and with Isol Isol um, not just those leading ex-Irish Olympians uh, or, or still top class fighters and a lot of very very well known world champions involved in them as well with MTK including Mr. Tyson Fury
1: yes and ironically actually there is a great photograph which I think might be back doing the rounds at the moment Tyson in 2017 ironically being photographed with Mr. Kinnan who was being the alleged head of a massive drug cartel during the period of which Tyson was out for his drug ban. Um, I think there is a, Tyson has had positive things to say. He's been in relation to Mr. Kinahan, as has Bob Arum. And there is a possibility that we could get to see Daniel Kinahan involved in the promotion of a fury fight. And I think that is a lot of people's concern here, and particularly why so many Irish journalists are being very vocal about the issue.
0: Of yeah, course, the, the fight that they, they're probably with Anthony Joshua, they're they're kind of looking at it to possibly take place out in uh, the Middle East somewhere. Um, like if it's going to take place with fans this summer, for example, that's one of the things. And of course, Ginhan is lining up to assist the Sovereign Wealth Fund for Bahrain.
1: It there would be something incredibly ironic <coughs> about seeing the sports washing of a nation continue with the sports washing of one individual, and in an era where People are so vocal about not having games go to Saudi, not backing Man City, to think that one person would be able to get through all of that. Um, It's disappointing, and it's not good for the image of boxing. But unfortunately, boxing has always been tarnished with these things. It's just a question of, at what point do sports say, like in Ireland, in the last two days, we've had vandalism outside Sky Sports. Basically, of a threatening nature because they show MTK fights, and I wonder at what point do promoters have to say we have to maybe not take MTK fighters on board?
0: Because or that there
1: has to be some stance.
0: The issues you meant, like with the, the shooting uh, at the Regency Hotel in Dublin, uh, happened when there was two uh, gunmen dressed up as Gardy or Irish police yes. came in with Kalashnikovs and, and shot dead one one person, and the leader of the Kinahan family, Christie. it's an interesting kind of background to him where he basically, he was in prison, took two university degrees while in prison, and stayed in prison to complete his degrees, and he speaks as well as English, Spanish, and Russian, and has connections with the Colombian and Russian mafia.
1: And a lot of property in Brazil. Well, his son has. So, yeah, it's, it's a very, I suppose, the idea behind prison is that the... Ideas you want to bring people into society a better person. You do not really want to educate your criminals so they're smarter criminals. But that's what's happened with him, um, with his son. Fair play to him; he's managed to avoid getting any convictions here. But again, not having any convictions, and I'm not going to mention any famous BBC uh, presenters. But not having any convictions does not necessarily mean you are innocent.
0: This you know, as you say, like you know, Lance Armstrong hasn't failed a drug test. Michael Jordan never failed a drug test. Doesn't mean a thing. Speaking about criminals, we're straight over to Toronto and Alex B. Um, Alex, (laughs) uh, start off uh, another high-profile COVID victim, which uh, resulted in, we believe, either a heart attack or a stroke.
2: Uh, Well, it did result in a coma, yes. Abdul Manap Nurmagomedov, father of Khabib Nurmagomedov. And he's just like a of the greatest coaches in wrestling, like in Dagestan, in that region? Maybe, like actually, in the world, probably, because just judging by like the people that he's brought up, like he's he's a very high-profile coach. So he went. He got uh, the he got Corona uh, like about a couple of weeks ago, and that sent him into a coma. And it's been very it's been very difficult for the entire MMA community because everybody, including Conor McGregor, has been tweeting out support to Khabib and his family. So that's been kind of, that's kind of been the big story in MMA because this event, well, actually, I think the big news here is that Abdulmanap, he's fine, he's he's coming back, he can move, he can talk now, but um, this kind of has been like a, because Conor McGregor and Khabib have never had anything pleasant to say about each other since like 2012, or like that, like this has brought the entire MMA community together. And this actually brings me into another story because a fighter, a UFC fighter from Dagestan by the name of Ramazan Emiev, He's actually had some things to say regarding how uh, the virus is being treated over in Dagestan. So he said that a lot of people are dying in those mountains because all the hospitals in that region weren't ready to uh, combat this and a lot of medical personnel is dying and he, he just said a lot of people are dying because of this
0: <clears throat> now, that was they, they actually mentioned that uh, there was in total 64 people or something that had died 40 of them were medical staff um well yeah he did he did say that like the medical staff
2: like there is no equipment nobody's ready so the medical staff is like since it's at, since they're so, uh, at such a high risk because they're treating these patients every day with, like, without proper equipment, they get sick very easily.
0: And Dagestan, of course, it's, it's not a very wealthy region, it is quite a poor, kind of war torn region, so it is suffering. Andy Mack, just asking you because you're working in the, the sphere of um, fake news. Um, oh, sorry, RT. Uh, <laughs> Andy, what's, what's, what's the, the current situation in terms of coronavirus in Russia? Because we hear all different reports, but you're at the nerve centre. You're sitting as the right-hand man now that Peskov is gone. You're sitting there with
3: Vladimir Vladimirovich. What, what, what's, what's happening at the top table? Well, at the moment, we seem to, as, as Andrew Flint earlier mentioned, in terms of the people that have actually been tested, we seem to have hit a plateau, I think, um, in terms of Moscow, Uh, It was the lowest number of of daily cases in roughly about three weeks uh, for the last two days, effectively. Uh, Numbers are starting to drop overall as well. Um, But the concern is, I mean, there's still internal travel here. um, And uh, the mayors across every city in Russia are effectively left to their own accord to make their own decisions. Um, So that means we're seeing varied amounts of lockdowns, people still able to travel, uh, there are a number of flights going in and out of uh, Moscow now allowing, I know, for example, British nationals. Uh, the British Embassy have announced Aeroflot putting a flight on, I believe, uh, next week or this weekend coming. So with that amount of travel coming in, we might see a, a, a little spike now and again. But I think we can probably be optimistic that by mid-June in Moscow that I think we, we will see an easing of it. Uh, there's been no sort of official statement but first of june i believe here is a bank holiday so um i don't think it will be ending on may 31st if i'm being very honest
0: pure well as andy would say cockwombles out on the street and seeing them uh even a couple days ago walking with tim and just you know the same places every single time no one cares Just nobody cares, you know, and it's just, it's, I think it's, I think, well, I don't know. I I think, yes, it might plateau, but I just, I can see a spike coming quite soon because there were a lot of people out for the uh, Maybank Holiday and Victory Weekend. Now things have eased the restrictions, so I don't know. Big talking point, of course, something that was brought forward to try and rescue ESPN for having no sports was, of course, the last dance. Now it finished, uh, well, Sunday night, um, you've watched all ten, I believe. Um, what? Were uh, you- no, it's actually
2: the last two haven't come out yet. So. Oh, so this isn't the the last,
0: the last, last dance talk. Really? Okay. A- <laughs> well, okay. Listen, <clears throat> what what what's the latest? What's the latest carry on? And what what's happening? Who's winning and who's losing?
2: Oh well, look, I know I know some of you are ahead, but so far, what's happening here is that right now they're doing a very good job at showing enemies that Michael Jordan like the rivals Michael Jordan had to face because sort of the myth with Michael Jordan is that he didn't really have the opposition that people like LeBron James and face now because well it is true because like the level of talent is significantly higher now but the myth surrounding Michael Jordan was that he had all the help and he didn't really need to beat anybody significant to get his championships now what the last dance sort of did is that they sort of showed that there was teams that a beat Michael Jordan, and teams that b were able to provide very good opposition and could beat him in any given night. And they've shown teams like so the most recent one was the Magic with Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway, and these guys they just beat Michael Jordan's Bulls. Like it was out of nowhere, they came in. That both teams were hot, both like the MJ's Bulls kind of were. They're coming off their second championships. They're going for their third in a row. But the magic just sort of beat them. That's kind of been the big, you know, the big thing here. It showed that Michael Jordan was human. Michael Jordan was just like the rest of us.
0: What do do you think about Michael Jordan now? Has your opinion changed of him as the series has gone along? Uh, It has
2: because uh, sort of the one thing with Michael Jordan that he has kind of always had was that he had this ability to always just make shots. Like make shots that like nobody that are seem impossible from like any angle from anywhere, and that's kind of been my opinion on Michael Jordan. That it's not really like I wasn't personally very interested in the story at first because I was like, you already have the number one player like to ever live. There isn't really much, you know, much. This this is an underdog story. Who are you trying to beat? You already have like the best team. So that's been my opinion. But over time, it has changed because. Like, as I just said, the opposition, first of all, showed that, you know, there has been formidable opponents at that time. There have been formidable opponents at that time. I also showed that Michael Jordan, like, they had their own struggles that they had to overcome. Like, it showed that Michael Jordan had to, at times, he had to literally go up to every teammate and tell them, like, exactly what he needs them to do and sort of – and he treated them that same way. And if they weren't ready to do that for him, then they had no place in the Bulls. So, in in terms of that, it has changed significantly because not only <coughs> is Michael Jordan the best player but he also showed to be a great uh, sort of coach among the
0: players how come that hasn't <laughs> excuse me translated then into a coaching career because he, he he hasn't done anything kind of off the bench well Michael Jordan I, I'm not sure he's sort of <coughs> any had an interest in coaching he is
2: the general manager of the Charlotte Hornets which is a very good contender for the worst team in nba history (laughs) and um but yeah that's pretty much been. and, and of course he's still very focused on his on his brand that's kind of been the other topic for jordan i actually found this a bit hard to believe that you know i've heard all these stories about him trying to like do all this stuff just to make like small amounts of money here and there but even though he was like already like the wealthiest player in the nba by far it did but like the documentary did show that he some he made choices that would result in immediate monetary gain and that's sort of been part of how Jordan played so that's
0: yeah th- yeah that's true I mean and the interesting thing is like that that this again is kind of like a media washing of Nike because uh, well Nike have always been very able to do it whether it's been a compliant media or whatever where you know they had this like the, the Nike origin project was canceled. And a short time later, they had the uh, breaking the uh, the two-hour barrier for like kind of the marathon distance in Berlin. So I mean, it's always been kind of that odd situation. Um, Andrew, um, you've been watching it, and you were quite satisfied that your childhood memories were correct. The I've, I've watched episode nine
4: this evening, and um, seeing, I mean, Alex B. mentions the rivals and. When you, I mean, my, my experience of, uh, of basketball has come from slightly different sources. I play computer games rather than watching live sport and, you know, the, the Utah Jazz with Stockton and Malone. Great, great episode. I really, really enjoyed seeing that. But it's just the number of rivals he comes up against. Um, I mean, personally, you asked you asked Alex B if his opinion had changed to Michael Jordan, and mine. I don't think really has. I'm not saying I'm massively in favour of him or against, but the the aspect that people have touched on about him possibly verging into the realm of of almost bullying his teammates, I think the point needs to be made at this point. I'm not saying he I'm not saying he wasn't, but how can you be the best at the top of a competitive sport, which may or may not involve um, help, shall we say, if you don't bully to get the best out of people in other words if you don't squeeze every single last drop which i'm not saying is morally correct but just simply from a sporting perspective how can you be the best in terms of results if you don't do that so i'm not entirely sure how much i blame him or hold it against him i mean it's not it's all savory but it's necessary I
0: guess yeah, I think we saw that we like with um, well, just for example, I guess with the uh, U.S. Postal Team with Lance Armstrong making sure to bully everyone to make sure they were the best of the best. Kind of backfired a wee bit, uh, but there's going to be an ESPN co- um, documentary series about him as well. Andy Mack, um, in in our Capital Sports Team, you would be sort of seen as the Michael Jordan, the bully, whereas uh, Alex B would definitely be the kind of the. Um, I, I I guess he Tony Kubat. Please. actually no Dennis Rodman <laughs> Dennis Rodman uh, I'll, well I'll you take think the, Dennis. the earrings <laughs> the earrings yeah the earrings so he's Dennis Rodman yeah 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 um, the Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm I'd say I'd say more the fingernails rather than the earrings well I think the eyeshadow as well <laughs> will suit him when he wears it but like you know, oh, yeah. uh, I, you this know. is a character assassination here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna leave um, Andrew Flint out of it. But like uh, I was gonna call him Mugs and <laughs> Bogs, but you get that one, uh, Alex <laughs> B Wood. Uh, am I right, Alex B? I uh, yes, yes, okay. I did, I did get <laughs> hence, hence, Andrew, Andrew, Flint immediately going to search who is Muggsy Bogues online. I think i oh, <laughs> <do> not <laughs> Andrew, um, or Andy, sorry, does a team need a bully? Does a team need a, 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 a kind of a gobsheen like Jackson or Johnson, even Michael Jackson? That's a different, uh, smooth criminal. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, does, do they need someone like that to push them along? Um, I, I, I don't know if it needs to be a bully um, but to an extent yes they, I, they need to have some kind of role model, some kind of person that's going to go above and beyond and give 110% every game, set an example in training um, in some cases with some players I think it does need to be a, a, your your favourite word a gobsheen um, <laughs> where they are going to call out everyone slacking, everyone who's not putting in a tackle, everyone who's strolling back instead of sprinting back it needs someone like that if you're going to be successful especially in a team sport um where in terms of basketball your your positional play is is everything um in terms of football yeah the the the, the mileage that you cover the the awareness of what you've got round about you as well it needs someone communicating and being that loud mouth person that that dictates and and sets the example so in that case jordan was probably what the bulls needed when they were when they didn't quite have the the squad.
0: So they need those kind of like leaders like in Scottish football, Souness or Barry or Duncan Ferguson, guys who lead on. Uh, Eastolt, I mean, Spurs uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals need a few um, (laughs) leaders. And I want to actually mention that to you, but Cincinnati Bengals, we haven't had you on since the draft took place. Uh, virtual draft of course which uh, Alex B was at he was he was at it now he's in Las Vegas but he still enjoyed himself there whatever he was <laughs> <you think>. um, <laughs> actually did, hold on now, now I just realizing did didn't uh, what you call your man with all the dress and the hair and the earrings and makeup He uh, Dennis Rodman he went to Las Vegas as well Alex B
2: uh,
0: I yes. loved
1: that episode uh,
2: yeah, yeah you caught me you caught me I was taking a Rodman break it's taken a 48-48. He went for 48
1: babies. hours and then they had to go and get him back.
2: Yes, 48 <laughs> hours.
0: That's all, that's all man needs. I that
3: Alex B was with two Carmen Electras. I hope three. Uh,
0: listen, if he's with Carmen Electra, 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 that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> After a time being, with Rod. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> Captain <laughs> is crashing. So <laughs> the virtual closer? draft was lovely. Yeah. Oh, so,
0: Cincinnati Bengals, are you happy with your uh, first round pick?
1: I certainly am, but my God, I I like I still look at the picture that they posted. He honestly looks like a man that's been featured on one of those videos that they send back to say, "Please pay the ransom." <laughs> like, <laughs> how bad is your life when you're the first pick and you're going, "Please." Don't let me actually be the first pick. You know you're going to get picked. To be honest, Bengals, it's our second season with a new coach. And after 20 odd years with our former, you know, we have to give them a chance. Hopefully we'll see something a bit better. But again, I don't really hold out much hope. I never hold out much hope for the Bengals. (laughs) I started supporting the Bengals when the icky shuffle was the thing. And that was the last time we were any good. So that says a lot about my age. But like coming close, have you not noticed any sort of similarity with the teams you've just named? Spurs, Bengals, like if there's a team that's going to win something, I'm naturally going to deviate away from it and go, do you know what's great? (laughs) <laughs> that desire to win but never actually having it come true like I really am a to Liverpool supporter that just <laughs> hasn't realised it yet
0: <laughs> Well, at least they're in decent leagues with a bit of competition speaking of decent leagues with uh, proper competition English Premier League Andrew Flint Andy thought I was going straight to him do you think that that, that it's it's going to be as interesting as the Bundesliga
4: well, it depends who you ask. If you ask English people, to say, of course, how could you say anything else? <laughs> I mean, a lot of a noise around the Bundesliga opening weekend drawing 500,000 viewers and drawing less than Midsummer Murders was a quite ludicrous but very, very sadly accurate uh, picture of what English fandom is like. They can't look beyond the fact that this happens anyway. Manchester United against Manchester City in 2012 was the highest TV audience for Premier League football history, and that same weekend the Antics Roadshow had more viewers. So comparing those two hold things, on, that's a, a yardstick. Hold, hold, on, hold on,
3: Andrew, Andrew, no, you back. can't beat a bargain. You can't beat a bargain, which and is the and Midsummer Murders all was
1: excellent. You never know who did it until the very last bit, unless you can come up with a better place than Midsummer, where they had a murder in the bell ringing society. I don't know what
0: it. is. First of all, my question is who the hell would ever want to go live in, in Midsummer? Because you've got to. Property th-
1: prices are fantastic. Lots of vacant
4: units.
0: Yeah, but Alan,
4: <laughs> Alan, Alan, are you sure this is the hill you want to die on? You're arguing with two. Die Hard, Antiques Roadshow, Midsummer Murder fans here. You know, yeah. I'm I, I just going to say, Homes Under the Hammer fan. I, I appreciate it, but come on, you can't take
0: them on. Alex B, can you please? Um, what 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 outdraws NBA in Canada on TV? I'm not really sure
2: what that means. I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what 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 TV shows get more viewers than NBA in Canada? Doctor Pimple Popper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Trailer Park Boys on any given night when it's on that's that's the big uh, that's thing. a quality show as well Mark, fair yeah. <laughs> also the Law and Order always a classic
0: oh well no wait there's Anna Green Gables or whatever it was called Anna of Avonlea that's a Canadian show as well Oh, scene. yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so God. What, what
4: does this say about our two countries, about Canada and the UK? In the UK, <laughs> we look at antiques, and at least in Canada, they're looking at crime and drama and, you know, something actually that gets the pulse racing. The pulse racing in the UK, <laughs> oh, yes, this lovely farce from like 300 years ago is worth. Jesus
0: Christ almighty. Listen, Alex B., would you rather watch? and be very very honest I know what you're going to say anyway would you rather watch um, people discussing antiques and selling them than watch uh, English Premier League football the antiques for sure there, there's this <laughs> one no 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 no. look there,
2: there's this one show where a guy goes to like antique stores and his whole thing is just like swapping something like he starts it off with like a lighter and he has to finish it off with like a cart those, those things I'll watch all day <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay oh there's also um, the one that I oh god now we're really gone segwaying there's one I always I forget what it's called and I've just um, it's one where they, the guy David Davis used to have it and David were, Dickinson David Dickinson yeah sorry David Dickinson Ooh. where he would go and they would like what was it called Bargain Hunt and David, Bargain, Bargain Andy Hunt Andy Mack he's uh, back well done Bargain Hunt that's <laughs> 10 points to you I loved Bargain Hunt. I, oh, I, I, would when I was. It was really weird when I was back in Ireland. I was back and forth between Germany and Ireland. In Ireland, I would be. I'd work in the morning. I'd come home and I'd have to then like because it worked. Well, I'd teaching or coaching in the morning. Come back, and I would watch Bargain Hunt religiously every. Is single this day.
4: something you want to be admitting to the wide, the wider world? Ireland, are you sure you <laughs> want to?
3: I just, I don't care. I, I, I uh, loved it. Out of, all, out of the, all of the other options of things that he's done in Germany, this yeah. is the best
4: option. <laughs> <laughs> well, mail, mail oh,
0: really? Do you really think Peter, Peter, P, Peter P. threatened me on air? So, do you really think he's in the army? <laughs> so, <anyway.
3: laughs> I right, I'll By make a giffy out of it. I'll make a Giphy out of it. You do
0: okay. Listen, um, Alex, go, go back to you. Okay, you, you're asking me on like what you, you want to, <laughs> It's going to be a
1: great segue
0: back. <laughs> I know from from Bargain Hunt, which was and the board oh, uh, war. Uh, That's where
2: we're at.
0: Okay, Alex, straight on, straight straight to you. Um, it, right now in North America and, and in Canada, what what is kind of TV like without sports? Uh, well, right now I'm
2: just rewatching like old old sports. You can get all that stuff like pretty easily with like the ESPN app and like the all of these like apps. You can just watch old games, and I kind of just get into sports that I haven't really gotten into before. Well, I mean, I try to at least. But yeah, there's not a lot of sports, so there's just yeah, there, That that's when it's like these documentaries come in, but mostly people aren't really watching sports these days.
1: Alex, if you want to be sold on a sports event, today is the 18-year anniversary of the greatest boxing trilogy of all time beginning. Ward? Alan, all right. it is. This, it is
4: Ward. Yeah. Does, yeah. It involve, does this involve ACDC, this sort?
1: It does involve ACDC.
4: I've been nice. very excited right about side it. Track. I'll be listening Nicely. to that tomorrow morning. Thanks to you. Uh, it, is, uh,
1: it is one of the greatest trilogies. And yeah. the commentary alone yeah, Manny Stewart. It's
0: brilliant. Mm-hmm. Highly I recommend. Agree. And you know what? It was. I was trying to remember the name of the movie uh, about Mickey Ward. What? What was it? What was it called? The
1: Fighter. The, the fighter.
0: fighter. Alex, that was the one I mentioned, The Fighter, and I just couldn't remember it. It was. Um, I mean, it was. The, Mickey Ward himself had a terrific career. I remember when he's fighting Shane Eery in in Liverpool, and was an oh, awesome fight. Shane mm-hmm. a great fighter. It just we hit at that fight those fights with Gatti were just unbelievable, unbelievable. And his brother is
1: a very interesting character. He seems to have had such a sad life comparatively and I think yeah. it's quite I don't think he was a fan of the film but it's quite well portrayed.
2: But Mickey Ward is just... If you, you portrayed him in the film? Oh, is that the one with Christian Bale in the That's it. That's uh, it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's I'll, it. Check it I'll check yeah. it out. Christian Bale is... The, is the is no, the, no,
1: don't check that out. Go watch the fights first.
2: Alex. <laughs> yeah, Go yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I meant. I, I, I'm not really too keen on what like, Christian Bale in the trash thing, <laughs> I'd rather, watch the fight.
0: <laughs> okay, we're, we're we're rounding up now, so uh, start off, we'll start off with the first man on the soapbox, uh, Andrew Flint. Okay, we're looking at the teams coming up, uh, from the FNL and then teams coming from PFL. How bad a situation is it for teams lower down, like two men, like other countries around Russia? We discussed already that government clubs are, are fairly okay compared to the European counterparts, but how yeah. bad is it going to be in terms of promotion relegation? Well, I mean, we we're already
4: seeing teams that uh, are not... They don't have to be relegated. We've got Avangard Kursk and Torbido Amavir, who are 12th and 13th in the, Feniel, the second tier. They've already taken voluntary relegation. They spin stories of, well, we haven't been able to build the academy how we wanted to, and there's been bureaucratic interference with it. Basically translate as, well, we had a crack at the Feniel and the money's running low and we don't want to fund it anymore. And I don't actually blame them for that because there is no money at this level. Um, In the PFL, a lot of teams are waiting on their licence to be promoted. So at the moment, as it stands... We've got uh, we've got five teams who are in theory declared champions of their regional divisions, but most of them are still waiting for their license, including the PFL East, which will be disbanded as of well as of now, effectively. Yeah, yes. So there will only be four tiers, uh, four divisions in the third tier. Um, so although in theory on paper we could say these are the teams that will be promoted we are still waiting on the final decisions of the licensing agreements and stadium certificates for all of these teams, which, as we know, is an ongoing process, which will probably take a couple of weeks until we know the full picture. And even then, I wouldn't be so sure.
0: One interesting one was that uh, Tambov, of course, who uh, were playing in the mm. uh, playing in the Premier League, playing in Saransk, the World Cup stadium. They're going to transfer their license to Nizhny Novgorod and be called Nizhny Novgorod. So yet again, another team in Nizhny Novgorod. And uh, well, no team in Tambov. Thank you, Andrew Andy Mack. Um, looking at the Bundesliga coming up ahead. Now we will speak with later in the week some of the the um, like your tips and so on. Do, do you think that it's going to get more traction as time passes to be the first big league back in?
3: Um, I'm not sure about more traction. I think most people would have been attracted to that first weekend. I think a few people would have been put off by the um, the slight lack of atmosphere. Uh, should we say, uh, what watching it could. Be, I mean, at times it was quite difficult, quite strange. for everyone that that did watch it and has some interest or can find a way of making themselves interested with a small flutter, or likewise, will will definitely be tuning back in again until um, all of the other leagues are back up and running. Um, as we're quite strained for, for anything to watch at the moment in terms of sport, I think people will tune back into it, especially as the season starts to close in. Isolt, are you looking forward to
0: the English Premier League event next
1: month? I'm looking forward to actually, one thing I am looking forward to see is how they deal with it, because I think they have the benefit of the Bundesliga now to look and see what they can do to improve it the same way I think boxing when it starts behind closed doors or in Eddie's back garden will have had the benefit of looking at UFC. So I think it'll be it's going to be interesting for a Spurs fan. I never look forward to games. I live for the <laughs> international breaks. So, you know.
0: <laughs> All right, that's good. Alex, in terms of with the NBA coming back, would you be happy uh, just to see a straight knockout like we were, we were discussing before? Because the Raptors have been improving game on game. So maybe a knockout system right now is not going to be good for them i'm honestly at this point i just i just like to see something i'm not even i don't even
2: particularly want the raptors to win as much as i just want to see everybody play so uh, i think uh having like if they can have every team in the playoffs that would be that would be the best choice for everybody well i mean if it's safe obviously Wonder if, if there is no virus, but I think the best option is to have a 30 30 team sort of Royal Rumble kind of kind of deal.
0: <laughs> Last man standing. Okay, that is very, very good. Folks, we're going to go away right now, so I'll, I'll go around the houses and say thank you very much, Andrew Flint. You're most welcome. Love you to join you guys. It's always. Okay, to Andy Mack. Listen, look after your legs and your health, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Uh, if, well, you know, if you're willing to help. <laughs> and easel cody listen take care of yourself and look after simba take it for a walk
1: i've lost him in the house somewhere. okay
0: <laughs> okay and, and you listen great to hear from you and uh we won't spoil what happens in the last one except thank for, you well thank you. No, we won't tell you what happens to michael when they shave his head folks listen we'll be back uh very very soon later on this week uh until then take care of yourselves and each other I'm Alan Moore, this is Capsports 2.0.